Welcome back to another episode of I Have Issues. It's the final issue. It's the final episode of 2021. It's your boy Basso's here, bringing you some more comic book goodness for the end of this year. That is for December 29th, 2021. So, I only had Marvel and DC this week as, uh, you know, there were some shortages, I believe, in some of the other local shops. Uh, mine was one of those that didn't get their independent books. So, I did not get to pick up uh, Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers Universe, and I also believe uh, Stray Dogs, Dog Days. I didn't get to pick those uh, three books up. So, I will try to pick those up later and read those later so in the meantime like i said we've got marvel we've got dc we've got pick of the week and since this is the last issue of the year or the last episode of the year i think uh i think what i'll do is i'll do uh something to round out the end of the show and kind of fill the time just say uh you know my top uh top favorite books or top favorite series of the year so, in no particular order. But yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's get to the issues. Starting things off this week with Marvel. Up first, we have Amazing Spider-Man issue 83. So Peter stays in the hospital <laughs> after the end of the way the way the last issue ended. I mean, he almost gets like sacrificed or something or eaten. Uh, yeah, he stays in the hospital, uh, and pretty much he's just kind of like doubting himself. Uh, he doesn't really want to go through physical therapy. He's overwhelmed. He's not used to feeling this way. And, uh, you know, he kind of has like this, I don't know, this like inner, or inner adventure or whatever where he tries to go save somebody and he gets the crap beat out of him, which I think actually does happen. Some of this is a little hard to understand as to if he's actually in his own head or if he's you know, actually out and about doing things for real, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he has a, a moment of doubt, if you will, and has to be brought back in, um, uh, with thoughts of Uncle Ben and whatnot, so, uh, looks like Peter's gonna be doing his, uh, physical therapy, and, uh, before he actually gets back out to be Spider-Man, so, uh, I mean, it was okay, you know, it was, it was a nice story, nice, uh, Nice way to let you know what's what's going on with Peter. So that is Amazing Spider-Man issue number 83. Up next, we have The Death of Doctor Strange, issue 4. This is about to wrap up. 
Uh, so pretty much, uh, Strange confronts uh, Baron Mordo. Uh, basically, he thinks that he's the one that killed him. Confronts him. Mordo's like, "Look, you idiot! Like, do you don't do you, don't you think that?" If I was the one that killed you, that I would never be—I sh- would never shut my mouth. I would be bragging about it. I wouldn't be hiding or upset that you're dead. You know, I didn't get to kill you, so I'm pissed. <laughs> type of thing. Uh, so Strange is kind of like, yeah, he's right. Uh, so now he's getting prepared to fight. Uh, basically, to cover all his grounds, as he's kind of tried to figure out who it is that actually killed him, and he kind of figures it out. Um, goes all different dimensions of uh, Sorcerer Supreme or uh, dimensional Sorcerer Supremes and whatnot. So he gathers them, uh, and he pretty much figures it out who it is. Calls them out, and now it looks like there's going to be a uh, a nice big battle in issue five to kind of settle this whole thing. Um, who that person is that killed him? You might ask. Well, uh, if you've seen Doctor Strange one. That'll, that's my hint for you. Watch Doctor Strange, the movie, and uh, you, you should be able to figure out as to who it is. It's the villain of, of the movie, so there you go. There's the spoiler. That is Death of Doctor Strange, issue number four. Up next, we have Devil's Reign, issue number two by Chip Zdarsky. So... Uh, Kingpin's really hell-bound... You know, hell bent on getting uh, all the heroes basically out of his way, um, and uh, so he unleashes the thunderbolts uh, or his thunderbolts. Uh, Electra tries to go basically talk crap to Wilson, and it kind of ends up backfiring because you know she just kind of made things a little bit worse, and she realizes she's like, "Oh crap." So she kind of tries to get the Hytale the hell out. Uh, you know, the Avengers are going underground. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's... Everything's kind of going bad for them. Uh, you know, Tony in, at the... Uh, towards the end of the last issue decided that, you know, that one of them needs to run for mayor... And that he would be the one to run for mayor to go against uh, Wilson Fisk, and he's uh, kind of shut down. Whenever this whole idea gets brought up in front of the whole collective group, uh, and they're like, do, "Do you not realize the optics of that? You give the people really a no-win situation—a billionaire versus another billionaire. No, you know that's not going to play out too favorably, even if he does win." And they end up nominating Luke Cage. And Luke's like, look, I don't like you any more than you, Tony, but I think this is the way to go. And so Tony kind of like begrudgingly kind of like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess so. I guess, Luke, you should be, you're right, type of thing. But uh, yeah, and then you've also got a, an ideal or a, uh, an ordeal with uh, Thunderbolts going to the Daily Bugle. To figure out who Spider-Man is, to draw Spider-Man out. Well, Ben shows up, ends up fighting uh, Whiplash and uh, Taskmaster, and uh, it's not going so well for him. 
it's not uh, not going so so hot for old Ben Riley's. Uh, and yeah, so and then you know, obviously uh, Doctor Octopus is uh, he's been helping out uh, Kingpin, and well, he's got his own plans. You know, he thinks that uh, Kingpin's kind of thinking a little too small. So, be interesting to see if uh, if uh, Kingpin and uh, Doc Ock end up coming to blows. So, so yeah, so it'll be interesting. That is uh, Devil's Reign issue number two. Up next, we have Timeless issue number one. So. Uh, this is focused primarily around um, like a a scholar and uh, Kang. Basically, Kang comes, picks this guy up, and kind of shows him around time. Um, and you know, basically, he's like, "Look, I've gone through all different points of time just to prove my points, or just to challenge myself, essentially." And you know, Kang's like, and but something's changing. You know, something's there's an anomaly going on. People are trying to merge one timeline, and he comes to find out it's Doom. Doom is the one that's doing all this, and uh, so he's getting himself ready, trying to find Doom, and ends up facing off with Doom. Uh, it's a more powerful Doom, but it's not quite the Doom that he was expecting. So, uh. Like I said, this was a really good story. A lot of dialogue. Very dialogue heavy. Uh, and it kind of lays out where things are going to go for the future, it looks like, of Marvel. Uh, or the current future. As far as all these different things that look like are, are going to happen, are happening. Um, I think even Devil's Reign is kind of shown in this. Uh, Wolverine. Uh, the whole thing with Thanos and the... Uh, uh, Infinity, in, Infinity Stone infused uh, Mjolnir. So, yeah, it looks like all that stuff is uh, chronological or is supposed to happen. It is going to happen, or has a possibility to happen. Uh, it's out there somewhere. So, and Kang has seen it. So, uh, that is timeless issue number one. And finally, this week we have Wastelanders Star Lord one shot. So, uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, he's on Earth in the Wastelands, and he's feeling guilty. And so he goes to uh, the X-Mansion, the uh, you know Xavier Institute. Uh, and he's basically kind of apologizing, uh, you know, to Kitty Pride, Like, look, I'm sorry I wasn't around to save you. I wish I would have been able to save you. Uh, you know, and all the X-Men, this, this, and this. When he's meet, met by Kitty, and uh, and she's basically kind of like, yeah, you're right, you are a screw-up, you do suck, you know. You couldn't do nothing in life, and, you know, now here you are trying to beg for forgiveness type of thing. Uh, and so she kind of retreats further into the, uh, into the mansion, as he's going, as uh, Star Lord's going through the mansion, he's seeing different X Men, and they're all talking crap to him. Uh, and basically, he ends up coming to realize, okay, this is all, this isn't real. You know, all of them are dead. You know, 
this isn't just my guilty conscience. This is playing off of my conscience. But this isn't it manifesting itself. This is somebody else's uh, design. Come to find out it's Chaos King uh, trying to uh, take over Star-Lord and have a human host. And, uh, of course, Star-Lord's able to fight it off and whatnot. So, uh, pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Uh, I never did read uh, Old Man Quill, but I think I kind of want to now. So, like I said, it was good. It was a good issue. That is Wasteland, Wastelanders, Star-Lord, one-shot. Okay, and the only other book out from Marvel this week, that I, which I did not read, is Star Wars Bounty Hunters, issue number 19. Okay, let's go ahead and let's move over to DC. And moving on with DC, up first we have Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target issue number three. So I'm not going to lie, this issue is a little hard to get through, it was a little boring for me because it's basically just uh, uh, Oliver and uh, Arthur basically captured, being tortured, uh, and kind of explained the plot of this whole story essentially. Um... You know, and basically, like I said, they're basically being tortured, kidnapped, trying to... Basically, the the villain's trying to figure out, I guess, how they remember everything or who they are. Um, why they somehow switched their uh, identities and all this other stuff. And, ah, uh, I don't know. This one was a little boring and a little hard to get through. It wasn't the... Uh, it wasn't the strongest of the uh, of the series thus far, but I will say, uh, when they do finally uh, escape and break loose, it was pretty fun to see them, uh, you know, start kicking ass. So that was uh, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, issue three. Up next, we have Deathstroke Inc. issue number four. So this is. You know, the fallout of basically Slade and uh, Dinah of Deathstroke and Black Canary figuring out that uh, trust is not to be trusted. Go figure. Um, basically, they kind of tell each other kind of what they've learned. Um, and yeah, uh, shit kind of goes away and. You know, in, in runs the Legion of Doom, and you have a run-in, like I said, from the Legion of Doom, and, um, yeah, it's a interesting issue, especially where it's going to go from here, because, uh, I don't know, anything else I feel like will be spoilers, so I, I'm, I'm trying to, to walk carefully as to what I say in this issue, 
But uh, kind of got maybe a psych out, maybe a trip or a, uh, uh, a swerve, if you will, as far as the ending. Uh, because surely what happened can't surely happen with a certain character considering they're in the title of the book. But anyway, that is uh, Deathstroke Inc. issue number four. Up next, we have Detective Comics, issue number 1046. So, Detective is still dealing with Fear State. Well, at least the fallout from Fear State. And, uh... So, basically, Bruce is... Uh, or, Batman is basically just kind of... He's put in his own person for the new Arkham Tower. Uh... And this is all dealing with the Arkham Tower, um, how it's going to work, and how, you know, Batman has to get out of Gotham, and he's leaving Huntress, and spoiler, and pretty much the rest of the Bat family there to basically watch over while he gets out. Um, I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest issue of that, but it was, it was all right. Uh, and then the backup story with... Uh, entitled Arkham Rising involving Harley Quinn. That was, I think, a little more interesting and I had more fun reading that than I did uh, the main story. That is Detective Comics issue 1046. Up next, we have The Flash issue 777. This was a lot of fun. Uh, So basically, you know, uh, Wally and the... uh, and the Justice League Dark trying to figure out a way to defeat Eclipso. Kind of, they're trying to figure out his plan and how they're gonna beat him. Uh, and so they end up having to make a few, uh, a, a, a couple deals with the devil, if you will, in order to uh, get the advantage. And uh, so they're doing all that. Meanwhile, you see kind of what's going on with. Uh, with Wally's kids, with uh, Jay and Iris uh, going to school, and, and Jay's, you know, writing in his journal. He calls it an action log. Um, he's kind of writing down everything that's kind of going on with him, uh, with his sister. You know, uh, Jay's like all on his own at this new school, and Iris and Iris has kind of made a new friend. Uh, and the friend's kind of a bad influence on her. Uh, so it's interesting to see if this is going to tie in with uh, or have anything to do with what's going on with Wally. Because it uh, looks like Wally's going to have to uh, face off against some of the uh, heaviest heavy hitters when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to magic. Uh, so it'll be fun. That is uh, The Flash, issue number 777. Up next, we have Justice League, issue 70, with a Justice League dark backup story. So, basically, the Fortress of Solitude has been stolen, uh, per the last issue. And they're trying to find the Fortress of Solitude. Superman's kind of pissed off. The Royal Flush Gang's involved, and really, they didn't really steal it. They just kind of hit it, and uh, where's the distraction? So they could uh, gain access to some uh, 
some technology, some items, basically, you know, get a great score. And, uh, well, it's kind of gone sideways, uh, as Leviathan was the one that hired them to do, uh, this job and all this other stuff. So it's kind of gone sideways. The story is a little wordy. Uh, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just, to me, it didn't make sense with the whole, how you're going to break into the Fortress of Solitude when Superman has all these precautions or whatnot. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The story was okay. Uh, but the Justice League Dark backup story was awesome. You know, just when it looks like all hope is lost, you know, uh, uh, you know, Constantine goes to try to help Zatanna free her from, uh, the Upside Down Man, uh, from his control. Uh, and basically Merlin... And I forget what the name of the guy that is they summon or that he summoned. Basically, kind of, they're like, "Look, you got you guys have enough problems. We'll uh, we'll be back at a later time. <laughs> you deal with this. Uh, otherwise, we can fight and you can die right now because you're distracted. So, uh, you know, Aquaman, Doctor Fate, and everybody kind of just like, all right, let them go. Let's go help Zatanna." And uh, just when it looks like uh, the Upside Down Man is about to take full control of Zatanna, because uh, they see through John Constantine's uh, illusion, uh, in comes their ultimate uh, hope card. You know, ultimate uh, uh, swing, if you will, to get the momentum back on their side. And in comes someone who has been perceived to be dead, but is not dead as we've seen in her own book. Basically, here comes uh, Diana. Here comes Wonder Woman uh, to help give insp- to inspire hope in Zatanna and to fight back against the Upside Down Man. So that was fun. I really See, I like the backup story more than I do the actual main story of Justice League. I love the Justice League Dark story more. I have more fun reading that. But anyway, that is Justice League issue number 70. Up next, we have Robin, issue number nine. The tournament is in its finals as the Lazarus Demon has come to claim the champion of Connor Hawk. And uh, Damien, pretty much the last one standing, the only one that left to fight, as he still has a life to give. Uh, or two, li- yeah, one, he still has a life uh, to spare. And everybody else is kind of standing on the sidelines. But, uh, so, he ends up challenging the, uh, the, the Lazarus Demon. Uh, so, <laughs> so he ends up fighting it. And then he ends up convincing the rest of the, uh, the rest of the, uh, uh the the tournament field if you will he ends up convincing them to join him they end up fighting he kind of has a moment of doubt before he gets them all to join in and fight as he tries to fight this demon one-on-one and it kicks the crap out of it kicks his ass and uh you know he's visited by the spirit of uh alfred and alfred basically kind of talks him into uh hey you need to ask for help like this is what your dad did when he became Batman. He ended up ringing the bell and asking for help for me, you know, and to get help from like Commissioner Gordon, 
you know, uh, Dick, uh, you know, Dick Grayson, making him Robin, all this other stuff. So, uh, Damien asked for help. That's when all the other fighters join in and they start kicking the crap out of the Lazarus demon. Um, and they thus far have thwarted, uh, Mother Soul's plans. So, be interesting to see where it goes from here. That is Robin, issue number nine. Uh, up next, we have what I felt was a tie for pick of the week. It was my runner-up. It was Swamp Thing, Green Hell, issue number one. This was an awesome book. So basically, uh, this is like this post apocalyptic world basically everything's kind of in ruins uh the earth is kind of flooding uh the avatars have kind of taken over like the avatar of the blue for the water uh the red for i'm assuming death or destruction and then the rot um and then the green they've all kind of come to this agreement that hey we have to take further and more control of the earth because you know and wipe out uh humanity and start again uh because even this, you know, little group of, of humanity that's left, they're still not doing it. You know, they're still creating more destruction than it, and it's affecting all of our uh, uh, domains and whatnot. So they, they, they create a new uh, swamp thing. And uh, so they desperate these people they go, you know, that's left on this island. Uh, desperate, they end up starting... They, they go to a, a place that they're all told do not go and do not talk to the person that lives in this lighthouse. Well, the person that lives in the lighthouse, of course, is John Constantine. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and this book is violent, man. Bloody, I mean, especially once it gets to the uh, part where the new Swamp Thing comes out or the new Avatar for the Green as he uh, just impales all these people with vines and you know, through the chest, through the stomach, through the eyes, through the mouth, uh, through the just through the skull in general, <laughs> uh, ripping them in half and shit like that. So it's it's pretty brutal. It's it's really brutal. Uh, but yeah, and uh, you know Con they go to Constantine for help, and well, Constantine ends up uh, saying, "All right, lads, you know, let's uh, let's fight." Uh, Let's fight Big Ugly Green with Big Ugly Green, and ends up uh, ends up calling out, uh, you know, or bringing out old Alec Holland, you know, to fight against this new Green. So, and I realized I just completely spoiled it, but like I said, that was my my tough choice. It was like my one A pick of the week, but uh, yeah, it was really good. It's an oversized issue, so artwork in it is fantastic, by the way. So that is uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell issue number one. Up next, we have Task Force Z, issue number three. Uh, so, in the last issue, uh, Deadshot is back, you know. They've put Deadshot now on Task Force Z. And he shot Jason Todd, and supposedly Jason died. <laughs> uh, but they used the Lazarus uh, resin to, then the full dosage, to bring him back to life completely. Um... So he's not going to be relying on it like Bane and and um, Man Bad and Mr. Bloom 
and a dead shot going forward. He's not going to be relying on it like they are. Uh, but, you know, Jason's like, dude, I'm done. Like, he's just fed up with it. He's like, no, this is bullshit. You know, I came over here to help and I get killed. <laughs> you know, I'm out. Um, and one of the, uh, I guess, the nurses ends up going and talking to, to Jason, convincing him to come back. And uh, so he agrees and basically they say, look, you know, you the reason you're so upset and feel so uncomfortable with Bane being here is because, you know, you still feel uh, you have blood on your hands as far as you've killed other people and you feel responsible uh, for Alfred's death. You know, you need to put that behind you and you need to move on, make amends with it. Uh, so Jason's kind of like, all right, fine, I'll do that. Uh, so pretty, uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, they end up, you know, running this job and, you know, Jason is about to get killed and, uh, basically kind of makes up with Bane to an extent as he gives Bane more of a dosage and it gives Bane more and more of his personality and, and memory. Uh, and yeah, kind of kind of makes up with Bane, but kind of doesn't at the same time. Kind of like, okay, cool. You got that off your chest? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, type of thing. So it's uh, pretty interesting. I, I'm enjoying this. That's uh, Task Force Z, issue number three. And finally, we have Teen Titans Academy, issue number 10. The fall of Teen Titans Academy begins here. So... I didn't read issue nine, so I missed. Apparently, I missed something important that happened. Uh, apparently, Red X cut somebody's head off. <laughs> so I'm like, oh crap, I missed that. Well, that sucks. Uh, but anyway, so he's with uh, Dane uh, Nevermore. Yeah, they're like in hell or whatever, and Dane's kind of explaining his origin and whatnot, and uh, the other Titans are kind of. Not really sure what to do, A, with Red X, and B, what to make of, uh, you know, Shazam. They finally were able to get a hold, or Billy's able to get a hold of them, and Shazam's telling them kind of what's going on, you know, with the whole side story with the Shazam series, that whole four-issue little arc, or mini-series, kind of explaining everything that's happened there, and they're trying to put together a plan. Do they kill Red X? Do they... Not Red X. Uh, Dane, do they kill Dane? And in turn, would that mean they'd have to kill Red X and all this other stuff? And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It got interesting again, especially now that they're looking to go pay off all the, uh, the future state stuff. So that is Teen Titans Academy, issue number 10. Also out from DC this week, we have Action Comics, issue 1038. Uh, Harley Quinn, issue number 10. Human Target, issue number 3. Superman 78, issue number 5. Aquaman The Becoming, issue number 4. And of course, we have your pick of the week. This week, it's DC vs. Vampires, issue number 3. And that is coming to you next.
and taking home the last pick of the week of the year. It is DC versus Vampires issue number three. We start out this issue seeing the dead body of Barry Allen, the Flash, laying on the beach where Green Lantern left him. Hal Jordan says, I don't understand. Who could have done this to him? As he places his hand on Batman's shoulder. Superman, Plastic Man, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter looking at Barry's body. Wonder Woman says, We will find whoever did this, Hal. I promise. Green Lantern continuing the charade says, Why was he here? Does anyone know if he was meeting with someone or working on a case? Out of all of us, why did it have to be Barry? Martian Manhunter says, Any theories, Batman? Batman examining his body and the surrounding area. says, I'm not none that I'm willing to share. Hal continues, That's not exactly helpful. We need to work as a unit. More than ever, they took, they took out one of us. Now, we show them how much of a mistake that was. Wonder Woman, Plastic Man, Superman. We need to track down Barry's rogues. The Legion of Doom. Anyone we had a history with. Aquaman, the water might not be a coincidence. Search for clues where the rest of us can't. Martian Manhunter, coordinate with authorities on this. Batman, can you... I know what you want to do. Fine. I'm going to bring his body back to the hall. Let's get moving. As Hal uses his uh, ring as a gurney to take the body of Barry Allen. Batman standing around on the beach looks and he sees the remaining Wonder Twin staring off into the distance. We then cut into an alley with Ratcatcher and what looks like a homeless person. Ratcatcher yells, Enough! As in comes Batgirl. She says, Hey Ratcatcher, I thought I made it clear. I don't like roughhousing in my city. As Ratcatcher gets kicked in the face, landing on the ground, Batgirl says, I warned you. Ratcatcher responds, What the hell, lady? Are you one of them too now? Batgirl says, What are you talking about? As the homeless person he was fighting then grabs Barbara by the head putting his arm around her, showing he is a vampire. The man says, didn't you hear? It's not your city anymore. <laughs> it's ours. Batgirl, not surprised, hip tosses over the vampire. She says, I did not hear that. Pissed off, the vampire says, I was going to make it quick, girl, but now you've pissed me off. We're told to stay away from you bat people, but I but I can just lie and say it was self-defense. Barbara says, or you can let me go and feel good about being an honest blood-sucking monster. The vampire says, I like my plan better. Goodbye, bat good. As a stake pierces through his heart. As Nightwing steps out from the shadow and says, ah, 
Looks like you could use some help. Extending his hand, Batgirl says, I had him. Almost. Nightwing laughs and says, <laughs> Almost. As Batgirl spits out the blood that fell into her mouth, she says, A vampire in my mouth. Gross. What are you doing here, Nightwing? This is my patrol area. Nightwing says, No, I had everything north of Giordano Avenue to the river. I think you're lost. Batgirl says, No, you're supposed to be at the east of Moldoff Street. I didn't know better. I'd say you were following me. Ratcatcher sitting on the ground says, Are you seriously flirting with each other right now? Did you forget the gang of vampires is hunting and eating criminals all over this city? We then go to Batman as he's in the sewers. Scanning what looks like to be the, the water. Overlooking a cliff. Batman looking at his devices. You can come out. What are you doing here, Jaina? As Jaina the Wonder Twin steps out from the shadows. She then says, What are you doing here? Batman responds, This isn't for you. If you want to do league work, go find Wonder Woman or Superman. They... Crying. Jaina says, It's him, isn't it? You're looking for Zane down here. Go home, Jana. He's my brother. Please, just tell me what you know. I believe the vampire Andrew Bennett came looking for our help. But he vanished. Right around when your brother went missing. You... You think Andrew Bennett went somewhere with my brother? No. I found two sets of the trace of DNAs in the Hall's infirmary. Someone cleaned them up, but they were sloppy. One set was vampiric. The other was alien. The highest concentrations were around the sink and the pipes. Jaina says, but, but that doesn't make sense. He couldn't take the form of water without me. I'm sorry, Jaina. I, I can still feel him. He's, he's down here. But he's not. I'd like, I'd like to help you finish your search, if that's okay, Batman. Batman says, "Stay back." We then cut to uh, to Penguin running through an alley as he yells, "Get away from me! I mean it. I'll hurt you if I must." Ah! As he trips and falls. He's met by the arrival of Zatanna. She says, you seem to be in a hurry. The penguin says, oh, thank God. You can help me. I'll pay you. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Cobblepot? And make it interesting. It's been a dull evening. Zatanna responds. The penguin turns around and says, I'm being chased by vampires. Vampires. Now that does sound interesting. Hello, boys. Looking for something? As the vampires then say, Zatanna, we, we, we don't want trouble. But the Birdman is ours. Zatanna responds, What did he do that you'd come hunting him here? The vampires then say, We think Lex Luthor might have reached out to him. That is a lie. I haven't spoken to, Le to Luthor. 
You just want to turn me into one of those blood-sucking freaks, responds the penguin. Satana then turns and says, Why is it sad? Why is it that the sadder the little man is, the more he assumes we want to turn him into one of us? Confused, the penguin says, What? As Zatanna reveals herself to be a vampire, she says, Sometimes a girl just wants to eat some junk food. We then go back to the scene of the crime, the beach where they found the, berry of, the body of Barry Allen. Wonder Woman stares out of the ocean. Without even turning around, she says, Hello, Hal. As Hal Jordan floats down. Diana, is is everything okay? Wonder Woman responds. That's a strange question. A friend died yesterday. No, everything is not okay. Hal says, you're right. I just meant... I thought we were going to be tracking down Barry's rose. Diana says, and that's who you think did this? Hal says, I don't know. But even crossing anyone he had a history off our suspect list will help. As Diana says, you got used to that very quickly. Confused, Hal Jordan says, what? Diana says, referring to Barry in the past tense. I keep speaking of him as if he were coming back. You don't. Hal says, you know, Barry always had a crush on you. As Diana says, I don't think that's true. Hal says, you're a goddess, Diana. Everyone does. Barry, Bruce, Clark, me. Diana smiles and says, you're emotional right now, Hal. You're not thinking clearly. Hal says, I promise I am. Losing Barry made me realize. Sometimes the thing we've been looking for has been right in front of us the whole time. Diana then takes out the lasso of truth and wraps it around Hal Jordan. She says, I was thinking the same thing. My lasso compels you to speak the truth, Hal Jordan. No longer able to, to lie or wanting to. Hal says, I have no reason to lie to you, Diana. I am a vampire. It's wonderful. I take my energy direct from the lifeblood of others. There's nothing dishonest about it. And I swear, I thought I understood what power was when I got my ring. Diana says, you killed Barry. He was our friend. Your friend. Hal, now with a sad look on his face, says, I, I didn't want to. I wanted him to join us. Diana, tears running down her face, says, I was having a hard time believing I lost one friend today. And now, know that I have lost two. Hal Jordan, eyes begin to glow with the Green Lantern. He says, I am so sorry you feel that way, Diana. Truly. But you didn't lose me. I promise. I'd never hurt you. Look at me and see that I'm not lying. And I wanted the chance to look you in the eye and tell you how great it can be on the other side of life. Even for an immortal like you. As his gaze begins to hypnotize Diana, she says, how are you 
doing this? Green Lantern says, Hypnosis isn't lying, Diana. It's speaking to your vulnerability. We are so alike, you and I. Our tools are our crutches. My ring, your lasso. But I have a greater power inside of me now. And your lasso is showing you the truth of that. This is what's best for me and for you. You open yourself up to the truth and it empowered you. Now let us, let it bring us closer. Welcome to the new world, Wonder Woman. That's how Jordan goes in to bite Diana's neck. We then cut to an alley where Black Canary is observing the dead body of the penguin. A voice from the shadow says, hmm, what brings you out here, Canary? Black Canary says, I'm examining this dead gangster. What are you doing here, Robin? Vampires are hunting all over my city. Black Canary says, so this little birdie told me. Robin says, I'm putting a stop to it. And here, I find you standing over a dead body. Black Canary Life says, huh, you're here too, kid. Damien says, you seen your boyfriend lately? Black Canary shakes off that comment says, I don't remember. Damien goes back to, to respond, because nobody else here knows where he's been or where you've been. Canary laughing says, huh, seems we're both a little suspicious of each other. Damien raising his finger says, what do you propose we do about it? This black canary says, I have an idea, but you're not gonna like it, little man. As they begin fighting and charging at each other, trading punches and kicks, Damien is able to sneak behind black canary, getting her in a headlock as he yells, stop fighting me. Black canary says, okay, I'm done now. As she sticks a vial, a needle, into Damien. Damien yells, What the fuck did you just put in me? Black Canary says, It's what I took out of you that matters. After I test this, if you're still human, I'll come find you. As Damien confused, says, Wait, wait, so you're not a vampire? She then kicks Damien in the face and says, Nope. Let's hope you aren't either. And Damien? Don't try to follow me. Back with Batman and Jaina in the sewer. She's looking for the place where she can still feel the remains of her brother. She says, she points and says, this way. I sense him the strongest down there. Batman putting on some gear to dive down into the water says, wait here dives. Jana waits and waits. Emerging from the water, Bruce says, I'm so sorry, Jana. That's all I could find. This is all that's left of him. Crying. She hugs Bruce. She then says, stop. Let me go. Who, who did this? Who could have done this to him? Batman analyzing the data in front of him. He says, Bone is hard to cut through. Even the strongest metal blades leave particle fragments along the cut. There aren't any here. The blade wasn't made of metal. 
It was made of light. We then cut over to an empty gas station. As we see Black Canary trying to sneak in, a voice says, Password. Shut up, Black Canary says back. So we see Arsenal, Red Arrow, Roy Harper. Bodron says, I'm not supposed to let anyone in unless they say the password, Dinah. Black Canary says, but you know it's me. You just said my name. Roy says, but how do I know you weren't turned into a vampire out there? Dinah says, if I was turned into a vampire, I'd still remember the password. Confused, Roy says, well, I, I guess. So what is it? Dinah says, I don't remember. As Green Arrow walks and says, Roy, she's fine. Confused, Roy says, she doesn't remember the password. Ollie says, neither do I. Turning to, D to Dinah, he says, how was it out there? Black Canary says, good news, your theory that the penguin was a vampire was wrong. The bad news, I know, because they killed him. Oliver says, I've heard worse news. He ran into trouble. Black Canary says, I ran into Robin. Oliver asks, is he turned? Wait, which one? The little one did this? Are you feeling okay? As he sees the bruise on Dinah's face. She says, hey! As he takes away the french fry from her hand, he says, I'll make you a real breakfast. Dinah says, I don't want real breakfast. I want my french fry breakfast. I don't know if Damien was turned. He was acting weird. Oliver says, that's not an act. He is weird. Dinah says, this was weird for him. But we can find out for sure. Got more test samples to test. Oliver then says, if Batman is turned, he's smart enough to beat any test I have. At this point, we don't trust any of his people no matter what we find. Dinah says, we need to find help, babe. Green Arrow says, we need to not get killed, babe. Now, in the Hall of Justice, in comes Aquaman. Says, Sorry, I'm late. I was trying to find Black Mana. Hawk Girl turning to him says, any luck? No. Like all the other creeps, he's just gone. Martian Manor says, let us begin. Who has the news in the hunt for Flash's killer? Steel responds, shouldn't we wait for everyone else to get here? Superman says, Ollie and Dinah are still missing. Steel asks, and Batman? A voice then says, he was not alerted to the meeting. Confused, Superman says, why not? As the voice then says, we found evidence last night. Batman killed Barry Allen. As we see the vampire Wonder Woman and Green Lantern walk in, pretending to be human, shocking the rest of the Justice League. And that's how the issue ends, man. This has been a great, uh, great series thus far. I've really enjoyed it. I really like the, the mystery and the intrigue and uh, how they're kind of building up. And I kind of like the tease that 
maybe, you know, maybe one of the Bat Family's a vampire and we just don't know it. And everyone's kind of banking on Damien. I don't think it is Damien. I think he's going to be one of the ones that kind of ends up saving everybody's bacon. But yeah, that was uh, DC versus Vampires, issue number three, pick of the week for December 29th, 2021. The last pick of the week for 2021. Good stuff. hear that it's the final countdown it's the final countdown of books of the top series this year for 2021 and these are in no particular order so i figure you know i'll give you 10 i give you 10 to look out for uh that you should go back and read if you if you slacked on them or whatnot now the uh the criteria i'm going with here is that there's at least at least six issues that have come out. Five, okay, five. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll call it five. At least five issues that have come out uh, this year. So we'll do that. Um, but yeah, so uh, so again, these are in no particular order. I'm just gonna say a number. So uh, ten, obviously. Uh, well, I'm gonna break my own criteria here. I so I just disqualified one of them automatically just by setting my own rules. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we'll start ten. Uh, something's killing the children. Uh, that one is uh, written by James Tenney the Fourth. Just a fantastic book. I mean, it's just gotten better and better and better. Every issue has gotten better. It's it, you know again you start from Erica, you know killing the monster to going back and revealing her origins and all this other stuff to where and and now they're spinning out into you know uh Aaron Slaughter's origin and all this other stuff so again this is a great series it's a uh very well written story and the art is phenomenal very haunting very dark so something's killing the children check that one out number nine we're gonna go with Department of Truth that's also a James Tenney in the fourth book. Uh, on Image, uh, the Something's Coming to the Children is Boom, but uh, Department of Truth is Image. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> just the insanity of this of this series, just the rabbit holes they go down, and the uh, the way he leans into all these myths or you know urban legends or whatnot, conspiracy theories are just incredible (laughs) and just the narrative and the art style everything feels very different like one issue there's you know an entire i don't know there's like a note or like a journal journal entries that are being left and looks you're seeing the page itself in the book so yeah i thought that's just incredible so yeah definitely definitely should check out uh department of truth Okay, eight. We've got Wonder Girl by Joelle Jones. Artwork is phenomenal. This is DC. 
uh, Yara Floor, who was introduced in Future State. Uh, oh my God, dude! I, this bu- this book is beautiful. I will say that first of all, first and foremost, the book is beautifully drawn. The art in it, top notch. I always look forward to the artwork in this book. Um, one of the main reasons why I like picking it up is just it's a beautifully drawn book and the story is very very simple very good and i like the character of yara you know to me i i really like yara you know uh just the i guess the nativity of her and then the um just the fact that she's just like you know what i'm gonna do the right thing just because that's what i've always known to do um so yeah, I, I really like that series. It's definitely always on my pool. One of my favorite ones that I enjoy checking out. All right, seven. We've got Justice League, The Last Ride. That was a seven-issue uh, series. I believe it was only seven issues. It left off to where they could uh, span it out other to other titles in the future. But uh, it's a written by Chip Zdarsky. And it's basically kind of, basically, the Justice League are tasked with uh, with guarding Lobo and uh, making sure he stands trial for a crime he committed. Um, so they take him to Apocalypse because they've got all these people trying to kill him. Um, and really, this whole thing is just a big plot by Darkseid to take out the Justice League once and for all. And there's a lot of you know, uh, trust issues between Batman and Superman based off of the the last time they fought Darkseid and the, how uh, Martian Manhunter died and all this other stuff. So you've got that conflict between them. Um, great interactions between all the members of the League. Um, just, you know, uh, how Jordan gets some, gets some love. You know, he normally doesn't get a whole lot of respect and love. Um, but, like I said, this was a, this is a fantastic series. I definitely recommend checking out uh, Justice League The Last Ride by Chip Zdarsky. At six, we're going to go Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, who he just ended his run. Uh, it's been a fantastic run. I mean, it kind of got it, it kind of got a little dull there at one point um, with Daredevil being in prison. Um, and it was kind of a woe is me type of thing. Oh, well, I got to stay in jail because I killed somebody. And uh, I can't take off my mask. I belong here, even though people are saying, "Hey, man, they, the guy, you were—it was a justifiable, or you know, you you didn't try to kill the guy. You just you were fighting, and your baton accidentally hit him and killed him. <laughs> you know, um, you were—he was in the middle of a crime and all this other stuff. I guess uh, justifiable homicide. I guess is how they term it. Uh, but uh, so. You know, and he's kind of, he feels sorry for himself. He won't take a reduced sentence and all this other stuff. And Elektra becoming Daredevil, which is awesome. I love her costume, you know. And just Elektra basically going straight, you know. Instead of being, you know, this assassin, she decides, I'm going to do what Matthew does. I'm going to do it his way. Um, yeah, so it's it's just fantastic. It's great. I, I love their dynamic especially now once uh you know matt murdoch realizes that Electra's taking up the daredevil mantle and stuff like that so that's pretty cool 
So, uh, Daredevil Chip Zdarsky. Uh, then we're gonna go. We're gonna go with. Uh, it was only a five-issue miniseries, but it has numerous tie-ins. Um, but we're gonna mainly focus on. Well, I guess you can call this four and five, uh, because there was tie-ins for this other series that it directly played off of, which you only really need to read. Uh, this the the miniseries and then the this the main title. Okay, so it's King and Black and Venom. Both are by Donnie Cates. You really, if you want to fill in the blanks in between some of the issues of what you actually need to read, you just need to read the King and Black one through five, and then uh, Venom. I believe it's is it 29 through 35, or is it 30 through 35? Can't remember. But anyway. Uh, or maybe it's like 32 through 35, something like that. But, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you, you go with that. Uh, like I said, just null in general, being there, great stuff, great artwork, awesome storytelling, and they bring back Flash Thompson. He becomes a freaking symbiote dragon, which was pretty cool, an anti-venom dragon, which was really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, King and Black, uh, we get a new Venom. Um, Dylan Brock becomes Venom. Spoiler. Should have probably said that ahead of time. There are spoilers in these series, but, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, definitely a must read both of them. So at five and four, we've got Venom and King and Black. Uh, number three, we're going to go Nightwing by Tom Taylor. This has just been great. The artwork, man, pops so much. Pops so much in this book. Uh, and just the way Tom Taylor has written Nightwing, you know, he's inherited all of the money that Alfred acquired over, you know, his many, many years of, you know, being Bruce's butler. Uh, man, I tell you, it's just, it's refreshing that they're actually doing something in a good way. And it's important. And it's very well written with with Nightwing. Um, and then just the movements and the way they draw him. You know, him jumping from uh, building to building. Uh, his acro- you know, his acrobats and whatnot. Very, very amazing Spider-Man-ish. <laughs> so, like I said, man, good stuff. It's a very, very good read. Definitely recommend reading Tom Taylor's uh, Nightwing. At two, we're going to combine, like, three ongoing series right now, but... We're going to go Spawn by Todd McFarlane. Uh, Sean Lewis does King Spawn. And I'm trying to think and remember who does Gunslinger Spawn. But anyway, so you've got... Uh, you've got uh, Gunslinger. You've got King Spawn. Then you've got the regular Spawn book. And then coming shortly, we've got uh, uh, The Scorched. Uh, man, I tell you what. Todd McFarlane, man, is just... He's, he's found the niche right now for Spawn, and he's just making this stuff interesting. A lot of, you know, a lot of great dialogue, a lot of great fight scenes. Uh, just good storytelling overall. Um, and ever, ever since, you know, what is it, I believe 3... Is it 3.11? Issue 3.11? He's just been rocking and rolling, man. He's hit the ground running. So... 
yeah, it's it's just been great. Maybe it was sooner than 311. But anyway, yeah, Gunslinger Spawn is definitely one you need to pick up and check out. Uh, let's see, what else should I talk about as far as Spawn? But, I, I mean, one of, one of the most criminally underrated books I feel this year. So, um, definitely check out all three of those titles. But the main title, if you really just want to stick to one, go with the main title. You can't go wrong with any of them, but the main title is cool uh if you're just a brand new spawn and you're trying to get involved or trying to get into it uh you don't want to go through digging through three, you know over 300 issues just read uh just read one of the new ones just read either king spawn it gives you enough information as far as the background and stuff like that just in the five issues that have been out currently or just read gunslinger spawn because they're basically almost have a a clean slate you know there's no long issues with uh you know there's not a whole lot of origin and background to go over with a gunslinger so like i said check those out scorch comes out i believe in two weeks so definitely check that out so spawn at two at one we've got the nice house on the lake this is by james tinian this is a dc book um man this series is something else. I I almost missed out on it. I don't know what it was, but I I saw the book onto the solicits, thought, hmm, the name sounds interesting. Read a little bit of what it's about. Thought, hmm, that's interesting. I walked in that day to the, my, my uh, comic shop, walked in, grabbed my books, thought, didn't grab that one. Started to walk up the counter, and I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and grab that. Something's telling me go ahead and grab this. And I've been hearing, you know, people say, "Oh, you got to, you know, got to pre-order this book. It's going to be a great book." Um, so I went and checked it out, and man, I'm glad I did because it was freaking awesome. You know, basically, it's, you know, I think it's like 13 people, all random people that know this one guy named Walter. They're all friends with him at some point in life, and. You know, he's basically invited them to this uh, summer vacation home, which he tells them it's only going to be like a week or two weeks. Um, and basically the world ends <laughs> uh, very badly. Uh, we don't know. We, we believe it's aliens, maybe some type of extra, you know, or interdimensional monsters. We're not really 100% sure. But, uh, yeah, so the world is pretty much ended. And they created this, like, small... Or Walter created this small, like, mini haven for his friends. Uh, and they live there. Everything replenishes, things like that. They just have to write a note. And it, it focus, each issue focuses on a different uh, character. And it's, you know, them learning about the end of the world in the very first issue, which is just mind-blowing the way they do the whole thing. Uh, and you feel it's like a literal gut punch in each issue for you know the characters that uh, that, that, that the story is going over. So definitely, you definitely have to check out "Nice House on the Lake" by James Tinian. Great stuff. So that's just ten of my top comic series that have come that were that came out in 2021 that at least had five issues or more. So. Check those out. Let me know what you guys think. Okay. 
Let's wrap up the show. That's going to do it for this week's episode, the last one of 2021. So, pick of the week was DC vs. Vampires, issue 3. I said the runner-up was Swamp Thing, Green Hell, issue 1. That was awesome. So, Devil's Reign was also really good. Uh, Yeah, so like I said, some good books this week. Wish I would have had my uh, indie books, but hey, what are you going to do? But yeah, the countdown, you know really wasn't a true countdown in terms of like best you know as far as a true top 10 is like this is the absolute best or whatever this is what i had it was just the ones i had the most fun reading that i thoroughly enjoyed and more often than not were really big hits in my book uh to me once i read them so to me it's just the top 10 in no particular order so like i said man can't believe 2021 is already done crazy crazy but yeah we got some uh hopefully we'll have some uh, new new fun stuff and uh bigger things on the 2022 so happy new year to you and yours hope everybody had a excellent christmas as well uh but yeah so be sure to go download the podcast wherever you listen to on whether it's uh apple spotify google play all that good stuff you know like and subscribe there also go on to social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Give a follow there. Find out if you missed the podcast what uh what we did here. So um yeah, tune in to the live streams on Sundays. Uh again with it being a special weekend. I don't know if I'll do a live stream this Sunday, but more than likely I will. Um also, stay tuned. Well, we might be doing some uh, whatnot sales. Hopefully, if uh, all the processing goes through, we might be doing some whatnot sales. So, uh, once I get more information on that, I'll uh, let you guys know about that. But in the meantime, you guys be safe. Have a happy new year. We'll see you guys in 2022 with more. I have issues. <laughs>